For many of us, it's easy to enable our kids to fall into the culturally inspired trap of viewing their teen years as a time reserved for fun and pleasure, a season where rights and privileges are pursued and expected with little regard for responsibilities and obligations. And though many in our culture find this to be acceptable for adolescents these days, how's it been working for us? After all, suicide is now the second leading cause of death among American teens. And how does God view what we've done to the teen years? As parents, we've demonstrated a very unhealthy need to keep our kids dependent on us instead of training them to embrace responsibility and not avoid it. And final question, what do most teens really think about being overly indulged, ill-equipped, and pampered into an existence that's bound up with the strings of dependency on mom and dad? Well, their answers might surprise you, and we'll take a look at giving our kids wings, not strings, today on Licensed to Parent. Well, welcome and thanks for joining us here on Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy, a year-long Christ-centered therapeutic residential program for teens in crisis. Our host, as always, is the founding director of Shepherds Hill, Trace Embry, and I'm Rich Rosel. Uh, Trace, you obviously have more experience here at Shepherds Hill than I do, but um, in your experience here, uh, it, it's kind of unique to this issue because you actually see transformations in kids that support what, well, I'm assuming anyway, today's guest is trying to get across to parents in his books. Kids really do feel better about themselves mm-hmm. when they're actually required to be more responsible and independent. What's your experience been with that? No, it's absolutely true. Uh, and, and kids are a lot like adults. Uh, most of us, really. They tend to follow the path of least resistance. Uh, but I've discovered that kids will do what's required of them. The problem is that, you know, just in too many cases anyway, we parents just don't require a whole lot from our kids anymore. Uh, we want Junior smiling, and we definitely don't want any conflict. But think about what your boss would do if you never got anything productive done at your job. He'd probably confront you, uh, if he was a good boss anyway, and require that you got something done. Your boss wouldn't care that you, you didn't feel like working or being productive that day. And in the end, you'd feel much better about yourself for contributing to your company and being part of the team. Kids are the same way. Uh, we don't think they want to contribute. And on the surface and at first, th- this may be true. But this is largely because Junior's gotten conditioned to freeloading and allowed to be irresponsible. And we've enabled him to do so. So like any addiction... There's a withdrawal of sorts mm-hmm. when you first, you know, kind of get things back on track. But without an intervention of sorts by making Junior do whatever, he's not going to grow up and come out of the rut that we've enabled him to, to be in for so long. So it's going to be uncomfortable for him for a while. And this could mean that he's now required to uh, do dishes or paint fences or clean toilets or balance his own checkbook or pay his own car insurance, traffic tickets, again, whatever. Bottom line Junior needs to be taught from a young age that rights and privileges are not to be enjoyed until, as you said, responsibilities and obligations are fulfilled. Mm -hmm. And that's just how the real world and God's ecosystem works. And the funny thing is that when we require things of our kids, uh, they actually feel better about us and themselves. They, They feel part of something. They feel useful. They feel needed. Their souls aren't plagued with the inner guilt of not doing their part. It's good for their emotional, mental, re- relational, physical, and spiritual health. By the way, yep. there is a new move in uh, in the workplace. I believe they call it results-oriented jobs. <laughs> Employers are recognizing the very thing you're talking about, and they are equipping 
their employees to 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 come in to take on the task to work to do the job, but kind of on their own yeah. framework. Yeah. So, like, if you work better at four o'clock in the morning, so be it. But huh. you have to work. You have to get the job done, and they're not going to micromanage you. I think that's another thing we parents mm-hmm. often micromanage our kids rather than teaching them, yeah. handing them the responsibility, and then expecting the results. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the night before graduations here at Shepherd's Hill, my wife, Beth, and I, we, we, we take all the graduates out to what we call the Last Supper. And we ask these kids a long list of questions in an attempt to be, you know, a better program. Uh, and one of the questions is, what can Shepherd's Hill never stop doing? Uh, and, and the answer they give us regularly is never stop making us work with our hands, making us. Mm. We never felt so good about ourselves. We never felt so human. You know, uh, a, a lot of kids are like like cars with dead batteries. They simply need to be jump-started uh, into getting them, you know, up and running. Uh, but but then the time comes when they you know they have to jumpstart themselves, or else they're going to have to experience the the natural consequences of not doing so, and that can be painful for our kids mm-hmm. and painful for us to watch too. But as loving and and responsible parents, we sometimes have to sit back and watch our kids go through the necessary pain uh, that is uh, that it sometimes takes to teach our kids what would have been unnecessary had they simply acted responsibly in the first place. It's that old old uh, idea of no pain, no gain, right? But it's so easy to allow our carnal compassion to get in the way uh, uh, at at this particular point, which can often be a ploy from the enemy designed to destroy us in the end. Mm -hmm. But my intentions were pure, you say. Well, the road to hell is paved with what? Good, good intentions, intentions right? Yeah. So let's not make good the enemy of best. That's that's and, our model. And by the way, to stick with your car analogy for for one more moment, you were talking about jump starting the dead battery. If you jump start the dead battery, then it's good to go and it's it's running. But if you leave that car parked, right, not engaged in this thing called driving, yeah, or for the kids, if you leave them parked, not engaged in responsible activities and owning things and doing hard work. What happens? The battery dies again. No doubt. So, you know, it's not, you can't just do it once and forget it. Right. It's got to be an ongoing thing, a regular responsibility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let me, uh, let me introduce our guest. Uh, he is, as we like to refer to them, a repeat offender. Uh, he's been on the program before. Dennis Trittine is president and CEO of Life Smart Publishing. He's also author of several books that you might find to be of interest. Uh, Parenting for the Launch, Raising Teens to Succeed in the Real World. Another one is What I Wish I Knew at 18, Life Lessons for the Road Ahead. And his latest book, which he co-authored with Arlen Lawrence, is called Wings, Not Strings, Parenting Strategies to Let Go with Confidence. Dennis's desire through his books and his speaking engagements is to inspire and equip the next generation with leadership and life skills that they need to flourish and fulfill their purpose. Uh, Previously, by the way, Dennis was a senior executive for 27 years at Russell Investments. He managed some $40 billion in assets and also evaluated leaders and organizations worldwide. By the way, Dennis and his wife, uh, Jean, have two adult children. They live in Gig Harbor, Washington. And just before the program, we spent a lengthy amount of time talking about uh, travel and the weather that he has seen in his travels and uh, we have seen in ours. So uh, a fascinating man, and we're delighted to have him back on Licensed to Parent. Dennis, welcome back to Licensed to Parent. Well, thanks so much. It's just great to be back. Can you give us a brief summary of what you're trying to get across to parents in your new book, Wings, Not Strings? Oh, absolutely. Well, when it comes to parenting teens, one of the things that we like to do is to provide 
um, an image because so many parents are are just overwhelmed by all of the changes in their kids and the pressures and the decisions that are uh, being made. And um, we like to say when it comes to launch time, are we releasing an eagle to soar that's well-prepared, that is ready to fly to its national natural destination and weather the, the turbulence of life, or are we going to be releasing a kite that we as parents continue to control and mm. maneuver through strings. I like that and that was actually the motivation behind selecting our title, Wings Not Strings, is we need to, as parents, release those eagles to soar Amen. instead of releasing those, the, a kite that we can, can, can continue to control. Mm-hmm. So there are a number of things that we have to do differently, and that's the challenge today. Yeah, we're going to talk about some of those things. Uh, can you give us a, a practical example of what strings might look like between a 16-year-old son and his father? Generally, when it comes to strings, there are a couple of things that are at work. We either overly control our kids and micromanage them to death. So an example might be, um, so uh, Josh, why don't you go out and mow the lawn? And then two minutes later, Josh is out there mowing the lawn and the father is right alongside walking (laughs) along the way. And Josh obviously feels that um, he is not believed in, that um, the dad feels compelled to walk with him every step of the way. And, and this is what is happening in so many cases everywhere. It's that young people, parents, because of a variety of reasons, they are overly micromanaging and controlling their kids. So the kids don't really learn to do all of these important things in life on their own. And, and then along comes that launch where they're off to college or career, wherever, and these kids are ill-equipped to navigate the world on their own. And that's often where the crisis really happens. Yeah. Very common. Okay, uh, okay so we got the, the, the father and a son example. How about a mother and daughter? Can you give us an example of a mother and daughter uh, situation like that? In, in the case of mother and daughter, and in our experience with um, giving parenting workshops, probably the greatest uh, relational struggle in the home during the teen years is with mother and daughter. And in so many cases, what happens is the daughter's focus is increasingly on their friend's circle. And the mom wants to stay involved relationally. Um, and what winds up happening is the mom often moves from a role of being a parent to a role of I want to be liked, I want to be their friend. And what winds up happening is the kids wind up coming to a world or a view that the world is revolving around them, and it creates a sense of entitlement, it creates a tremendous amount of relational damage because oftentimes the daughter, who once always wanted mom to be involved in her life, um, is pushing mom away. And that is a cathartic experience for moms who tend to be the natural nurturers yeah. in a family. Well, it, doesn't it create a, a bit of a, a loss of respect on the part of the child toward mom? I mean, uh, doesn't mom diminish herself a little bit by, by doing those type of things? Absolutely, because the kids are going to see that the mom, in many cases, is putting so much of her identity in her role as a mother. And oftentimes that's how mom reacts when mom 
is either treated disrespectfully or whatever. And mm-hmm. it's, it's an extremely common um, response that we see. Well, what are some of the, the, the different parenting styles that you mention in your book? Well, there are three that are very common today, um, and they all are rooted in different motivations, and they all have different outcomes. So the first one that we're all you know, familiar with is, is helicopter parenting, and uh, we, we share in the book the, that most of us have had that boss in yeah. our life, the boss that was all about micromanagement and control, and we can be that same boss to our kids mm-hmm. if we're not careful. So um, helicopter parenting is, is a very, very pervasive issue. Um, the, the second um, approach, which we find a lot in more of the professional circles, is what we call the performance parent, and that is where the parent is putting all of their identity in the success of their kids. Mm-hmm. So the kids feel that they exist to be delivering bragging rights to their parents as opposed to being valued and loved for who they are. And the third um, style of parenting, which is becoming more common, um, we call uh, permissive parenting and and, uh, also buddy parenting. And this is where the parent is focusing so much on having um, a friendly relationship with their teenager where um, there's harmony in the home, and basically they let Junior rule the roost and do whatever Junior wants to do. And the parent then becomes more of a passive um, influence. And we're seeing more of this today, and many of the outcomes of the permissive parent are what employers are complaining about oh, yeah. most. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Fox News and Fox News complaining about the most too with safe spaces and you know all, the, uh, all this uh, microaggression stuff. It's just, it's kind of insane. It is, and the greatest complaint we receive from employers, and we have a, a very good ear to the employment arena. Um, greatest complaint about younger employees is a lack of dependability and work ethic. Mm. And yeah. you can directly relate that to permissive parenting yeah. because yeah. how else is Junior going to respond if Junior's been catered to and Junior is allowed to spend three hours a night playing video games? Yeah, you got 30-year-old uh, you know, uh, people, uh, job applicants coming in with their moms in tow. It's like, <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> this is insane. I, I, I've talked to a number of parents, though, who, who have, uh, I guess, taken on this idea that whenever possible, I want to be able to say yes rather than no to my child. And I think there is good meaning and good motive behind that. But quite often that means that, oh, well, you know, I I can't really put my finger on why this would be a bad idea. So therefore, I'm going to say yes. Is this kind of hand in hand with what you're talking about as far as permissive parenting? It is. Um, absolutely. And again, this idea of wanting to be like, knowing that in the teen years, the sparks tend to fly. Uh, they're just, you know, as, as teenagers are changing, as their brains are developing, as all the pressures and decisions um, are facing them, um, naturally, there will be more instances of sparks in the home. And 
And I think what, what tends to happen is many parents will then say, well, we, we really need to focus on creating a harmonious, peaceful type of environment. And that usually means, well, let's give them what they want, even though it may not be in their best long-term interest, it at least keeps the peace. And uh, that is a very common um, parenting style. Yeah, and peacekeeping, there's no real precedent in Scripture about how that being a virtue. Peacemaking is another thing. And, and you know, Jesus was uh, called the Prince of Peace, and yet he said, I didn't come to bring peace. I came to bring a sword. Uh, you know, and yet he's the Prince of Peace. He, was, he, he would confront. He would do what he needed to do. Um, but you, you mentioned the, th- the three categories of parenting, helicopter, performance, and permissive. I've also, uh, a, lot of, a lot of writers will talk about the authoritarian, authoritative, and permissive. Uh, where does helicopter performance and authoritarian and authoritative is there any crisscross in any of that? Well, there is, and it's just different ways of um, labeling the different types of, of parenting styles. But I think what we're seeing in, you know, I grew up in an environment of authoritarian parenting. I mean, mm-hmm. it was the, the time of yeah, me too. Um, do what I say, yeah. and that ought to be good enough. I, I don't have to tell you why. Yeah. And I think what we have seen is parents are, are overshooting on the opposite end because they were parented that way. They saw the pitfalls of receiving that form of parenting. And then it's like, well, that is not the way I'm going to parent my own kids. So we overcorrect. That's right. Always overcorrect. Yeah. And, um, and this is basically a rebellion against that. But of course, too much of anything is going to cause um, just other different issues, and yeah. that's where we are today in well, our know, culture. Food and air, we need it. It's, it's sustenance, but too much of either will kill you. Right? Well, and what I want to know here is is how we're supposed to find the right balance there, because I, I grew up in in some ways in that, you know, just do what I say because I said it. Um, and therefore, you know, for our generation, we didn't necessarily learn why this rule or this this belief was um, was the way it was. We just learned that this is what's right and this is what you do. And so therefore, as a parent now, I do find myself, you know, my initial knee-jerk reaction to whatever comes through the door, you know, might be, well, no, that that's just wrong. And then I find myself wrestling with myself of, now, wait a minute, why is it wrong? How do we find this balance without having to sit down and micromanage ourselves and figure out every little thing about every possible scenario? Well, in Wings Not Strings, we devote several chapters to what we call empowering parenting. And, you know, what are the different ways that we can go about really teaching our kids for independence? And again, it goes back to this mindset. Are, are we parenting so that we can hang on um, and continue a, a codependent type of relationship, or are we really parenting in a way that um, is is recognizing that these are unique individuals that that are meant to be flourishing on their own in adulthood, where we're there as their main cheerleader and, and periodic coach, but. But what winds up happening is, is we lose sight of that. We want to control outcomes. So the first thing we have to do is to think of how we are able to prepare our kids for independence and to use every opportunity we can to share why 
we're teaching them what we're teaching them and how important it is for them to be able to do these things well on their own without being reminded. So the mantra really is teach for independence. So as we as parents are going through our normal daily routines with our kids, the key question is how are we positioning them to be a flourishing, independent adult. And if that becomes a filter in our minds, that guides everything. And it may sound a a little 30,000-foot level, but I think so much of parenting is a philosophical um, view of of how we view parenting, how we view our role, and then how we we implement our role in the day-to-day living. And I think kids nowadays especially, they deserve to be treated as adults. They deserve to understand why they're doing, you know, they're being asked to do certain things because they may not know the end game. But if we can show them how these different things are going to be preparing them to be fully self-confident when they're on their own, it's huge. Hey, we're talking today on Licensed to Parent with Dennis Trittine. He is president and CEO of Life Smart Publishing and the author of several great parenting books that we would uh, suggest you take a look at, including his latest that we're talking about today. It's called Wings, Not Strings, Parenting Strategies to Let Go with Confidence. Uh, you can find that, by the way, on his website, DennisTrittine.com. I'll spell that for you at the end of the program. Uh, but we'll be back in just a moment. More Licensed to Parent just ahead. In the training of our children, what role should public school play? Documentarian Colin Gunn takes a panoramic exploration of this issue by hopping in a school bus for a field trip all over America in the DVD Indoctrination. Colin conducts a series of candid interviews and discovers how God's recipe for training the next generation is being replaced with a humanistic, man-centered program that fragments the family and undermines the influence of the church and the Great Commission. Christian teachers and principals share how they're attempting to walk the tightrope between teaching what they do not believe and being restricted from their God-given call to be salt and light. Indoctrination, Public Schools and the Decline of Christianity in America. Available in the Licensed to Parent store at LicensedToParent.org. Proceeds support the Shepherds Hill Academy Student Scholarship Fund. Teen rebellion, depression, addiction, rage, cutting, and suicide are destroying our families today. But there is a way out. Shepherds Hill Academy offers a 12-month Christ-centered nonprofit residential program where kids are being transformed with a biblical worldview and often medication-free. Christian apologist Ravi Zacharias is just one of many Christian leaders who understands what's happening at Shepherds Hill Academy. It really is such an honor to come alongside Shepherds Hill Ministries and licensed to parents to rescue those who have been seduced along the way. Uh, I cannot gainsay how important this is, and to get behind a ministry like this, one will find the rewards to be extremely powerful in changing society. Get the help you need at Shepherds Hill Academy. Go to helpmytroubledteen.org, helpmytroubledteen.org.
Welcome back. This is Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherd's Hill Academy. Uh, incidentally, you can hear our past programs by visiting our website, licensedtoparent.org. And while you're there, you can also sign up for Trace's blog and find some other great parenting resources. So again, I'd invite you to go to licensedtoparent.org. Uh, today, our guest is Dennis Trittine. He's author of a great book called Wings, Not Strings, Parenting Strategies to Let Go with Confidence. And uh, we've been talking about how important that is to the kid because if your child is um, the victim of helicopter parenting or any of the other types of parenting we've been talking about, they may well not be equipped to survive on their own. And that's our fault, parents. Trace? What happens, Dennis, when, you know, we're doing a pretty good job of, uh, you know, empowering our kids and coaching them through things, and then for whatever reason, they go from junior high to high school, a new crowd, they get wrapped up in the wrong crowd, and, and then the coaching and the progress we made all these years kind of unravels a bit. And uh, we're no longer seen by our kids for whatever reason uh, as the coach that they want to take their cues from. Uh, Do we put some strings back into the equation and clip the wings a little bit, or how does that work? A couple of things. First of all, we have to remember where we were back at that time in our lives. And I think one of the biggest aha moments I had with my son was he was doing a few things that I wasn't really thrilled about. And then one day I just realized that, wait a minute, I did the same thing. So kids are going to be testing things. They're going to be trying different crowds and different people. And so there will be those mistakes that are made along the way. So one of the things that we always recommend in our books is this is a time to do everything you can as a parent to extend your parenting team and introduce your kids to great other role model um, adults in your life. Introduce them, help them build their network, um, and, and basically you'll be able to have people that you trust and rely on who will be able to send them the same messages mm-hmm. that you as a mom or dad um, maybe sending, but it's not always received as well. Right. But by other voices, it can be a tremendous um, advantage. So we always say parenting is a team sport, yeah. um, mm. and, and we just have to be careful in how we work with our kids and, and be a little bit more share with and less talk to. Yeah, we, we call it an authoritative community, and it sounds like uh, uh, you've got a pretty good handle on that. And, one of, the, one of the differences, though, of our childhood, we didn't have, you know, a 24-7 internet that we just kept bombarding our kids. Uh, we are out of time. Uh, Rich? It's not my Where's fault. the clock stretcher? Where's the clock? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just getting started I didn't do here. it, Dad. Yeah. Oh, no, no. This, is, this has been great, though. Uh, yeah. Our guest today is Dennis Trattine. And uh, the book that we've been talking about, I I think, is a great concept all the way through. Wings, not strings, parenting strategies to let go with confidence. And, uh, you know, as I said at the opening, it's like the driving analogy. You've got to teach your kids how to drive. You've got to know that, you know, in teaching them, you're not always going to be sitting in that seat next to them. You're equipping them to be able to go out on their own, to know the restrictions, the limitations in life, and to be able to plan their own course. So, uh, Dennis, thanks so much for writing this book, and thanks for spending time with us on Licensed to Parent today. Absolutely. Thanks so much, guys. It was great being with you. And uh, I said that I would spell uh, Dennis's name when we got to the end. 
If you'd like to find his website, it's DennisTratine.com. Dennis, spelled with two N's, D-E-N-N-I-S. Tratine is T-R-I-T-T-I-N, DennisTratine.com. And you'll find more of us, including past broadcasts, as I mentioned, along with Trace's blog and links to our parent ministry, Shepherd's Hill Academy, on our website, LicensedToParent.org. A quick reminder before we go today, it does take a lot of money to keep this program on the air and to keep our work with parents and their teens going strong. And for that reason, we invite your partnership. Please take a moment and visit us today at LicensedToParent.org. That's LicensedToParent.org. Our guest coordinator on Licensed to Parent is Daniel Fasina. Our technical producer is Carl Peets. For Trace Embry, I'm Rich Rosl, inviting you back again next time to become the parent your child needs right here on Licensed to Parent. And remember, folks, if you don't train your children, somebody else will. God bless you. We'll see you next time. We'll see you next time.